Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in to this very special mini-sode. Those of you that have been listening to the show for a while know that we are in an ongoing exploration of the relationship between love and leadership. The episodes we've had on the topic so far have included our CEO, Robin Anselmi, and Michelle Wansley, who is our global practice lead for inclusive leadership design. This conversation about love is one we've been in internally for quite some time now, but we believe in the power of community, so we are looking to expand that conversation. We're hoping to discover new connections globally, inviting the voices and contributions of those that have a perspective on, an interest in, or an experience of this relationship between love and leadership. Today, Robin and Michelle are going to share a little bit about what the first opportunity will look like, which is a virtual conversation taking place on May 8th. If you have a curiosity about this conversation, you are cordially invited. And you can learn more about the event through the link in the show notes. We would love to have you join us. Hi, everyone. It's Robin Anselmi with Conversant, joined today by my dear friend and colleague, Michelle Wansley. We're really excited. This is a slightly different format podcast because we want to tell you about an upcoming event uh, that we're going to be hosting in May, a dialogue about love and leadership. So we're going to be having it on Zoom uh, May 8th from 12 to 1.30, and the registration uh, for Zoom will be in the show notes. But we thought we would just talk a little bit today about why we're so excited about hosting this conversation. Yeah, I um, am super excited to have this uh sort of micro conversation with you, Robin, about love. It's one of our um, promises here at Conversant, but I'm curious, why do you think that this is an important topic for us to be weighing in on as an organization at this time? Well, it's so interesting. Over the last couple of months, there's been a with chat GBT coming out and there's so much around AI and what AI can do that you know, I said it a few years ago, love is the most human of resources that we have available to us as leaders. It's really where we can make such a difference on our teams. And I think it has been a taboo topic for so long. It was just a thing that we didn't want to say out loud. We didn't want to talk to uh, others about. And I think it's time for us to really be taking a stand around love being having a place in our leadership and our work. And I know that we don't know everything there is to know about it and that there are a lot of other people out in the world that are also saying that it's time for there to be love in our organizations. And so that's why I'm excited about actually hosting a conversation with others who are interested in the topic, who are doing work in the space, who are playing with this idea themselves so that we could all learn a little bit together. Michelle, for you, why why else is it a timely topic? So I said some of the things for me, but I bet you have some other reasons why you might think this is a good idea for us to be talking about today. Yeah, I mean, I think for all the reasons you said um, and what you said really kind of alludes to something that I think a lot of organizations are grappling with, which is, um, you know, in the current sort of <clears throat> social and political climate and the current economic climate, in the current labor market, right? There are ways in which um, 
people are making choices, have made choices around where they want to be, where they want to spend their time, their energy, where they want to make a contribution to an organization, to a mission, to an issue. Um, and uh, one of the things I think employers are thinking a lot about um, is the issue of inclusion and the issue of belonging. And, you know, we often hear that um, love is a verb, right? And so when we talk about that outside of work, it seems to make so much sense. Love is a verb, take out the trash. Love is a verb, you know, pick up the dog. Love is a verb, like, you know, acts of service, right? If we were to even just integrate that language. But I think inside of organizations, it feels a little maybe too close for comfort, right? But we are in a space where I think increasingly individuals that make up organizations want to feel a sense of inclusion and belonging, and they want to feel as if those organizations as institutions themselves have policies and practices um, that demonstrate that they're committed to inclusion and belonging. And then I think just sort of um, that's kind of like the profound take, right? Which is like, how do you make employees feel um, valued and appreciated and, um, you know, and and sort of worth the effort to retain and develop them? The more practical consideration is part of that, but also just how organizations increasingly are thinking about how they show up in the world, regardless of, you know, whether they're nonprofit, for-profit, NGO, um, there has been increasingly over time a move towards mission and values. And this just feels like a natural extension of that conversation. Well, and a few months ago, we had an internal conversation and just to sort of explore, like, what are all the ways that we see love at work and how, what, what do we believe about it? And our uh, very own Katie Mingo talked about the gifts of love that a leader enacts. And that's one of the areas where I think when you talk about the practical, I'm really interested in having a conversation that's more more broad uh, across the globe about what are some of those acts of love that we see that leaders actually are putting into practice that are making a difference in their organization from an inclusion standpoint, from belonging, but also from, you know, an employee engagement and a solution standpoint. Mm -hmm. I you know, I go back to Maturano saying that love is the only emotion that makes us smarter as humans. And so if we have more love in organizations, where are the places where we're noticing that people are getting smarter together? And what uh, what's the impact of that? So that's the other reason why I'm excited about expanding the conversation beyond us, because I know that there's a number of other people all over the world that are paying attention to this, that are starting to think about it. And I'd love us to get smarter together faster on how do leaders actually really practically demonstrate love at work for their teams and colleagues. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, a, a really beautiful invitation, right, to people who maybe don't know that there are others like them sort of interested in grappling with, frankly, devoted to um, better understanding this topic. You mentioned some of the things that you're hoping that we um, as a conversant community get out of the experience. I'm curious, what are you hoping that other participants or attendees get out of the conversation? Well, I think for one, Rio Pena, who's new to our team, 
mm-hmm. sort of drew a picture for me or said to me one time, would be great to sort of have these pinpoints of light that we create a network for all over the world. And so I, that's one hope, right, is that people actually meet other like-minded leaders who believe love belongs at work and that we should be talking about it and are interested in it. So I hope that others meet folks that they find interesting and are intrigued by being in those conversations together. I hope we all I hope we all learn a little bit because I am imagining that people are thinking about love through their own lens. And, you know, there's the saying about that there's only love is a singular word, but describes so many different things. And so I think it gives us an opportunity to see what what do others mean by that? What does that really look like? So in the profound sense to actually expand our own definition around what is possible. And so I'm I'm hoping that the things that we want to get out of it for ourselves are also things that intrigue others uh, and that that's why people might be called to come and join us to be in this as a dialogue. I think we also are imagining, depending how the first one goes, that we would host a second conversation to follow up on it so that there'll be some sense of, of worldwide community of people that really care about the communities we're creating in our workplaces, in our organizations, and how to actually make them be more human. And I think love is a key ingredient in that. What about for you? What do you hope that people would get from the experience? You know, honestly, I think a sense of community, right? Like we talk about inclusion and belonging. I, It is my hope that people gather and are inspired uh, or intrigued by something someone else has said and that there is a connection made that, you know, to the the beautiful vision that Rio shared with us that we start to create a constellation of those points of light, right? And that that constellation is a shape for people who might be attracted to the conversation that it doesn't feel quite so disparate, but that we start to outline ways in which practically love can show up at work and practically support some of the other things that organizations are concerned about, like recruitment and retention and development and and equity in the workplace and the ways in which their policies support new parents or support um, folks who are dealing with elder care or, you know, want to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro on sabbatical. Who knows what it is, right? But that um, that we create a community um, of folks who have this on their minds and that wherever they are in the world, to your earlier point, whatever it is they're doing, this is now part of their consciousness in terms of the actions that they're taking. And it's hard to find a time that actually works across the entirety of the globe. We have identified a time that we hope attracts a large portion of the globe. We apologize for those of you who will be outside of that window, but that really is the intention is that we have a global conversation. Cause I think that's also going to be really interesting for Mm -hmm. folks to hear around the world. What are some of the differences about how we talk about love around the world? And what does that tell us? What does that help us all to learn from? So that's the other part I'm excited about is the idea of this being a global conversation. And I just also want people to know as you're thinking about, is this for you? This is not a presentation at all. This really is a dialogue. We want people to come who are fascinated by the topic, who have questions as much as they have answers, who are really interested in being part of a community that is 
thinking together about what the benefits of love in leadership in our organizations might have, what they've seen, sharing their own experiences, telling their own stories. So that's really the intention here is that it is set up for us to all be in conversation together in a way that I hope is exciting. So if that sounds exciting, please find the link in the show notes. Yeah, I it is very exciting. And um, for parts of this conversation, I got a little bit of a chill just thinking about, I guess, really specifically what you just said around love around the globe. I mean, I think it it it's going to be very interesting, very telling, and frankly, enriching um, for us as an organization that seeks to partner and collaborate with so many different kinds of organizations doing so many different kinds of work around the world. Um, because there will be some differences relative to geography, relative to culture, relative to size of organization, industry inside of those geographies. I mean, the complexity um, that the topic I think introduces, this is, I guess, when we get to wave our nerd flag is really exciting. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, with that, I guess, you know, again, the conversation is happening Monday, May 8th from 12 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. Eastern. As Robin said, this is hopefully the beginning of a longer conversation with a big C. And so we hope that we will have others and that we can move the time around to accommodate as many people from as many places as possible. Um, here at Conversant, we like to say that the conversations are the work. So we are hoping that we can start one together. Thanks all. Thanks everybody. This episode was produced by Guy Connolly. Original artwork is by Dana Buckingham and music is by a cast of characters. Special thanks to Conversant's extended community who inspire the continued evolution of our work and stand with us in our commitment to change leadership, business, and the world through conversation. You can learn more about Conversant at www.conversant.com. On Connection is created and produced by the members of Conversant. Awakening the world to the power and joy of authentic human connection, we set a new standard for leadership that produces meaningful, enduring impact. Until next time.